from Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer from the Star Wars Minute. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. I wanted more time to see Santa and his reindeer. This podcast makes it feel like Christmas every day. It makes you feel like you're with Santa on his sleigh. Let's all have some fun and spread some Christmas cheer. So grab a Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Felice Navi Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to any uh, people right now that are not Star Wars fans. Uh, you're sick of hearing about it already. Uh, I know who's about to come by the house, and we're probably going to get into a lot of Star Wars. So just know that up front. If you don't like it, don't listen, all right? I don't want to hear about it. Deal with it. But, you know, we'll talk about Christmas, too. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. That's what we always do, right? Sort of? Kind of? Eh? Eh? Um, but yeah, my, my pal's... Pete and Alex from the Star Wars Minute are in town because of Star Wars Celebration, which was last weekend. I went to it. They went to it. We're going to talk about it, as well as Christmas and God knows what else. Um, Godcast might know what else, too. We haven't heard from him in a while. Um, is he going to appear right now? No? No? Okay. No Godcast. Couldn't get him this week. Um, but anyways, uh, let's just... Oh, Rigby, shut up. Let me get the door. Well, look who it is once again. Pete, the retailer, Alex Robinson. Come crawling back. Hi, guys. Come on in. Because of this, from now on, I want to be known as Repeat, the retailer. That's true. I I was, uh, you're you're the first, uh, I believe you're the first three-time guests, like, that have been on the same like same combination every time. Okay, you know what I mean. I've had people mm-hmm. on by themselves, and then with someone, or mm-hmm. with other people, or with a big group. Right. Like you're the first first uh, package three timers. Oh well, that's so, a uh, elite go. company. Right? Yes. <laughs> so that explains all the decorations I've put up in right. here. Oh yeah, three, uh, the big all these threes hanging balloons everywhere. that have threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys for uh, for coming by. Yeah, oh. our pleasure. We were in town. And we figured, why would we not see our friend Tony Faxton? Yes. I appreciate that. We're yes, like, we need a place to use the bathroom and <laughs> eat some food and uh, sleep, and maybe yeah. get a water in a Star Wars glass. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we just spent uh, we spent a good amount of time together on Friday. We were all at the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim. Yes, which. Uh, I had a really good time. I, I had a feeling I would, and I think it, it lived up to exactly what I wanted it to be. Are they really gonna talk about Star Wars again? It happens every time that Tony talks to his friends. I'd rather hear them talk about something else instead. I guess they're really gonna talk about Star Wars again. Star Wars. Yeah, who'd have guessed that a show about Star Wars <laughs> with nothing but toys and people in crazy costumes would be a fun, yeah. uh, fun event? 
Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to feel uh, too uh, out-nerded. Because mm-hmm. I can get nerdy about Star Wars, but I know I still can't hold a candle to a lot of people. And, right. Uh, I didn't well, especially know. those guys in the big paper mache costumes. They'll go right up if you hold yeah. a candle to that. <laughs> <laughs> we passed the uh, Wikipedia booth while we were, uh, you know, yeah. which, which we depend on for our very livelihood. Yeah. And uh, they were trying to like, hey, we're doing a Star Wars trivia contest. You know, are, are you, yeah, do you guys know a lot about Star Wars? And we were like. Maybe. Yeah, Pete he was like did the whole tilt his hand side to side sort of That's sort nice. of. And then I was like, Pete, you were being very modest and as he pointed out, like in this you know, we are Star Wars experts compared to I think ninety seven percent, ninety eight percent of the population. But ninety four. Ninety four. How did I miss that? Uh but in that room, right? You know, for all we know, like we don't know any much about the expanded universe oh, or yeah, uh, yeah, a, yeah, lo- yeah, a lot yeah. of the prequel stuff. I don't even know the name of like the. I, I had not seen the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trailer until like that evening or something. So. Oh yeah, yeah. well you guys were on a plane when it broke, right? Right. Although right. Pete did watch it on the yeah, plane. that was no excuse for me. I was like, you know, yeah. FAA regulations be damned. I need to watch Star Wars. The Force Awakens released a new trailer. What uh, we I think we so we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't we didn't talk too much because I think uh, we were kind of like we'll, we'll talk about it on on mic. Right. Uh, what are what are your uh, initial thoughts on the on the new trailer? And by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize to anyone listening that's not into Star Wars because I have a feeling it's gonna go off on those rants a lot. Right. So. Yeah. Although I have a Muppet question to ask. You okay. Too, so okay. We'll remind we'll me of that. that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get to all of it. Right. It's about oh. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the Muppets? That's your question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, cautious optimism is the byword for, yeah. for the, for the I think trailer. that's a, that seems to be a common reaction. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the Phantom Menace trailer was cool too. Yeah. And you know, although that was your favorite of the prequels. It so. was. So, you know, I guess it's another <laughs> Phantom Menace. I'll be all right. <laughs> I actually, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, you can look back on it differently now because you know what the result was, but I actually just did out of curiosity, rewatch the Phantom Menace trailer last night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does, it does make it look really good, but there are, there are still some moments in it that should have been in retrospect should have been warning signs. Yeah. yeah. I think there's like a Jar Jar getting shocked in the, uh, in the trailer, mm. get, he's kind of getting shocked and does a little thing, yeah. you know, and little little of those moments. Yeah, yeah. we could have we could have been, you know, we could have seen it coming. How did more, we not I know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we are like the the Senate, kind of not even you know blindsided by the Emperor's right. uh, power play. The Senate, but, but I do I do and. feel like I re- <laughs> I do remember people always being skeptical of Jar Jar though right away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's nothing right now that that we're doing that with so far. Well, I so. was a little bit skeptical of the ball droid BB-8 at first, uh-huh. and then once I found out there's like a kind of 
rumor went around. It was like, no, no, that's real. That's real. I was yeah. like, what? That can't be real. That's... And then it was confirmed that it was real. And then while we were at Celebration, we didn't actually see this panel, but they had a you know conversation about it. And they brought out on stage with RTD2, who was already out there, they brought out BB-8 and just drove it out on stage and rolled it around and had its own in it acted for yeah. a bit. And it was, mm-hmm. it no, was it fantastic. Was... That blew my mind because I was yeah. watching the live stream when it happened. Yeah. yeah, I was the same way. I did not think for a second that it was a practical effect. I oh, thought, yeah. Oh, so what did he, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, CG right. thing. Yeah, more CG junk. Yeah. It's interesting that you were referring to BB-8 as it. Mm-hmm. Is that because you like we don't refer to R2-D2 as it. We refer to it as no. he. But is that just because we don't know anything about BB-8? Like we, To us, it's still a prop. It's not a character at this right. point. Yeah, we'll find out what to call. It's you know, right. it's like when you know, getting ready to have a baby. You don't know what the gender is yet. It's just it. <laughs> right. Yeah. He seems like he does make R two noises though. Yeah. Seems right. like those are just the sounds he makes. So mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that he's not a R two unit of some sort. Right. Yeah. Uh, our our five went four. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I G <laughs> A supermarkets. A A supermarkets. Our um friend joe dater who frequent a guest on our various podcasts uh-huh. i just saw a tweet he did he said like when he was a kid in school the other kids made fun of him because he knew the names r2d2 and c3po like that was regarded as being like right a nerd he's like and now half of the country is talking about bb8 yeah and he's like he can't does doesn't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but, <laughs> yeah uh, so that's that like a, really a couple of weeks ago when that scientist discovered that fish and all of a sudden i was like wait a minute Rito is trending on Facebook. What like like what what kind of topsy turvy world have I woken up it's to? It's a madhouse. <laughs> I can't. Did the, and it kind of didn't even really look that much like Greedo. No, right? no, that's the, the funny thing. Fish. I mean, it looks more like Greedo than you know, like uh, like a shark does. But <laughs> not not not. Right. It wasn't a dead ringer. But uh, that was the only. Uh, right quality is like does this look more like a greedo than a shark all right it's the greedo fish. it's probably like that episode where they sent homer simpson into space they're like we need something that's going to humanize you know get right. people interested in new fish discoveries <laughs> let's star wars is popular let's name it after a popular star wars character with bulbous eyes there's so, always uh, a bigger fish yeah oh, there you go sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry to do that to you guys i know how you feel um yeah so cautious optimism Mm-hmm. I mean, some obviously some some spine tingling minutes or yeah. shots that, like the Star Destroyer is probably our opening, favorite yeah. one. That yeah. opening shot is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, do you did it give you any uh, any possible? Did you start thinking about theories and all that stuff now? Are you are you trying to avoid uh, spoilers and all that stuff? Because I am. Yeah, I'll watch like trailers. Right, officially I'm release. Not, I'm not. Stuff. Tr- I'm trying to not seek out anything. Yeah. Yeah, what they want me to see, I'll see. But yeah. what you know, I'm not. I made the mistake of I think early on reading a kind of rumored summary plot summary mm-hmm. that I feel like the more stuff that comes out, it's being proven true for the most part. Okay, um, and so I feel like I have a, a a vague idea of at least you know the framework of at least the setup of the movie, and so I'm, I'm a little. I don't know if I'm disappointed, but I'm sure there'll be things that totally blow my mind, but yeah, um, I wish I was a little bit fresher. I know there is it. one thing that I saw, 
but it, it didn't really give away much. But it was there was right. one thing that I saw that I didn't want to see, and who, I don't know. I've been avoiding anything since then because I was like, I don't even want to know if that's the case or not. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I generally monitor the Star Wars Minute Tumblr account, and uh, you know, I follow a bunch of different Star Wars blogs and stuff, and it's becoming very difficult because. There's so many people love talking about the the, the sequels, obviously, and and mm-hmm. you know, I really try hard not to see any spoilers, but uh, it's going right. to be hard. Although maybe it's better to kind of you know, it's like easing ourselves into the disappointment as opposed to having it all <laughs> fall on our shoulders at the uh, the first the first time we see it. How well, many screenings will it take us to realize that it's not good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that attitude. Right. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Positivity. Positivity. <laughs> Uh, well, we also, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't get to see it while we were there, but uh, afterwards they did some some teaser stuff for Rogue One also. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that yesterday, um, which I watched on on YouTube. There was a you know blurry kind of yeah, fan shot phone video. Came over. Um, and I'm excited for that too. Again, cautious optimism. Yeah, but the idea that they were kind of uh, you know. Selling it as a Star Wars movie with no Jedi, a heist, a heist movie. Just you know, it's the, mm-hmm. the apparently the retrieval or the the stealing of the plans for the Death Star from the Empire, delivering them to the Rebellion. So it would be like Episode three point nine, yeah, like right before the start of Episode four, right? Yeah. Or Star Wars, as it's known. Yes, Re- or Rebels two. Yeah, yeah, I saw there was some speculation as to whether Rebels would tie in with Rogue, the Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. uh, We'll see. We will see. Yeah, the fact that they said no Jedi Knights. I actually didn't even know that. I did not see that. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. I would have said that. But then the the teaser thing itself has Obi Wan talking about Jedi Knights and all that. So it's kind of conflicting. But he's kind of basically saying that they're gone, though, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So it fits. I would like to see a movie with no Jedi's. Jedi, no lightsabers, no Siths. Not that right. I'm against those things, but like right. it's a big universe. Not everything has to revolve around the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so. Did you have any uh, what's favorite moment of celebration? I mean, you guys did your live show. I, was, I assume that was fun. It was a, right. it was a yeah. fun show. Obviously, Past guest Matt Gorley on there. That was the highlight of the whole thing for everyone, obviously. Of but other yeah. than that, you know, outside of that, um, I don't know. I think a particular moment I liked was um, we did our panel, so there was a relief of having that done. Now we could just totally relax, and and uh, and we went out like we were on like the top floor of the convention center. We went out in the balcony, and we were looking down outside, and there was you could see the huge thousands of people swirling around, and it was kind of fun just looking. It was almost like a giant Where's Waldo game, where we're like, oh look, there's a Right. You know, there's a guy dressed up as the as the deck officer, and there's uh-huh. the guy dressed up as uh, you know. That's when we first saw the ad deck officer. These two people. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, "Where is it?" <laughs> I wasn't paying attention for a second. <laughs> you were more just upset you missed the deck officer costume. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. That's how long it took me to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of a you know uh, being there in the fresh air and looking down and seeing all the cool costumes and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed seeing the costumes. I wish I could have just sort of sat and had a people parade by me wearing the costumes so, it's uh, yeah it's pretty ridiculous it's uh, you know yeah. i had a fun time just looking at everything but then yeah just you know it's pretty hilarious looking at some yeah. of these costumes mm-hmm. I, I mean think, a lot of people for some reason bad mouth cosplayers but i think it's a lot of fun especially some really creative stuff out there yeah, yeah the ad at that we saw 
yeah, that, that was, was pretty impressive. Great. I'll try and post a picture of that. Oh, I, sh- I realized later I took a picture of it. But I was like, I should have taken a video of it to really get the mm. point across. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, it was two a two person costume. Yeah, and they were actually an ad at yeah, walking yeah. around the convention on stilts with a kind of big box around them. How know, did they? How could they see anything? That's what I'm baffled by. That's and it didn't seem like they had like an official handler like guiding no. them or anything. No. They were just kind of like, making their way. So uh, right. Uh, and also the other fun costume, group costume, was uh, there's the very obscure uh, character Woolroo Hood. Which I didn't even know about until you guys informed me. Uh, yeah, of this. I had to go, mm. uh, well, actually, he was a little. <laughs> yeah, and if you're watching at home, he's in the Cloud City when, when Lando says, everyone has to get out of Cloud City, the Empire's here. And it cuts to panicked people running and screaming around Cloud City. And there's one guy carrying what is an ice cream maker, an old fashioned ice mm-hmm. cream maker. Right. And um, this was a group of like 40 people all running, carrying ice cream makers around wearing fake mustaches. And that was <laughs> they just were all like, like fake running. Like they were walking, but they were doing like the motions of running. Yeah. Well, the convention center was crowded, <laughs> yeah. so they couldn't really run. But, uh, but that was so, just so like, I like uh, even more about it. Than yeah. It was the fake running. It was like a fever dream. I was like, I was standing <laughs> somewhere and there was a bunch of Wolro hoods running around and weird. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was a little ashamed of myself. I thought I, I thought I knew all the obscure characters right. from the original trilogy, at least. Well, they keep making more. Too. Yes, <laughs> they do. That's every yeah. once in a while, they'll just name somebody or right. somebody, something else will pop up and be like, oh, that guy. Yeah. And it's our profession to know these things. Yeah, I'm sure true. if I was a civilian, <laughs> I would hope I would not know who Will Rowe Hood is. <laughs> right. so, you know. But I had that, yeah, you guys put me to shame. I thought I, <laughs> I, thought I had all that knowledge, right. and it's just, it's just not what, what it once was. Right. I'm not really sure who should be ashamed in this situation. Right, yeah. <laughs> For personal reasons, I'm right, ashamed. Yeah. You know, look I'm around, look sure. around where, where you are right yes, now. We so. are in uh, Casa de Feliz Nava Pod, surrounded by... Uh, do people know what the studio looks like? Oh, yeah. We post we've, pictures It, it and comes stuff. up often, and I think I have right. posted a few. Maybe yeah. I'll post another one just to drive the point across. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it was a good time. Good time overall. Yeah. And then we saw Peter Mayhew at the bar. Yes, you right. did. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think, you know, I think Ray Park was there, too. Oh, really? From I, Ghostbusters? <laughs> no. That's Ray Park Jr. <laughs> oh, okay. His father, Ray Park, the guy the who played Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he was kind of over, you know, closer where the, where the entrance uh, to the pool area was. Oh, really? So I, I think, think he, he was sitting there kind of and, yeah. and, you know, stopped and some kids talked to him and stuff like that. And, Interesting. Um, and none of us but did. I... I I was like, that could be Ray Park, but who knows? Right. It's yeah. obviously not somebody cosplaying Darth Maul because he looks normal. But right. so, like, it's weird to see, you know, after so much kind of walking through and being seeing people who are dr- looking like other people, then to see somebody else from Star Wars who looked just like themselves, it was a little right. disconnect yeah. there. It was sort of surprising to see them just at the at the bar. Well, mm-hmm. I guess Peter Mayhew at least, because. Uh, didn't really seem like anybody was uh, bothering him. No, and that seems like that's like the worst place for him to possibly be trying to hang out. Yeah, but I think he was the only actor I saw from Star Wars, even though there were tons of people well, there. Ray Park, well, I didn't see yeah. him though. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the only person I saw out of. Well, I guess that I recognize him. Yeah, although we saw the Dennis Murin, the yeah, special. Oh yeah, we saw that. Dennis Murin so that yeah. was a good on sign. the floor, taller yeah. than expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. taller, almost taller than Peter May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Murin should play Chewbacca. Yeah. And I no, uh, and I know I told you guys, but I feel like I need to let the people podcast listeners know that I also saw Deep Roy. 
Right. Right. Yeah. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. 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 And I, I, looking back, I was like, why, he was signing autographs when I saw him. Mm-hmm. Although he actually wasn't. He was in the autograph area. Right. But no one was in line. Looking and, sad. Yeah. Right. I feel like I should have at least gotten a photo with Deep Roy. Right. First of all, just for the name alone. Yeah. Right. Him and Dickie Beer, of course. Sure. <laughs> what are Deep Roy's credits again? Uh, we, we got into a everything. big discussion about this. Yeah, pretty much everything. Well, he's Droopy McCool. In Droopy Return McCool. Of Jedi. Yeah. He's also, well, he's in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He has like all of the mm-hmm. Oompa mm-hmm. Loompas. Right. He's in Eastbound and Down. Eastbound two. and Down. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. on. Yeah, people can people yeah. can IMDb. Yes, any you know. any yeah. He's he's uh... Uh, Flash Gordon. You know Flash Gordon. He was Fellini. Oh, was uh, he really? Yeah, one of the 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 little guy yeah. in the chain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's like him. You know, he's he's another Warwick Davis. Like anytime there's a, a little person role, most likely he's somewhere in there. Right. Yeah. What is the hierarchy of the little people? Well, Peter Dinklage, I think, is on top now. Well, now, yeah, he's yeah. he's yeah. the hot one. Yeah. I feel like Warwick Davis has got to be. Second then, right? Yeah. Well, especially because he runs the uh, talent agency. Right. He makes right. sure that he gets first choice of all the jobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think actually I saw a, a documentary. Uh, there's a um, YouTube channel where the guy does a series about character actors. Each one mm-hmm. focuses on a different character actor and did one about Warwick Davis. And I think he has to be the most working actor of the original trilogy. Yeah, because he's still doing tons of stuff. They call him War Work Davis. Oh, well, there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will Work Davis. <laughs> Will Work for Davis. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, although he wasn't at the show, was he? I don't think so. Which is kind of surprising because right. it seems like he would have been all about yeah. it. The Williams boys were there. Billy D and Corey D. Yeah. That yeah, famous tag to- team. <laughs> I have to thank you guys too. Colonel for Tack, is there? <laughs> informing uh informing me and other people that Billy D. Williams is William December Williams. <laughs> Seems to be our lasting claim to fame that we <laughs> yeah. popularized as popularized by fact. Star Wars Minute. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Mm. So uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun show. Yeah. Did you guys wind up buying? I bought one T-shirt. That was the extent of. That's my all purchases. you ended up getting. That yeah, I, I wanted to buy another one, but they didn't have my size. So. Uh. Yeah, that was a, a ridiculously populated booth. Like everybody wanted to buy from the one, this one booth. Yeah, we love so much tees. So that, we love uh, fine. We love. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, um, so much so like that while Alex for the show for that mention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> send him some. Send Alex his shirt in uh, in his size, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was so popular that while Alex was waiting online to make his purchase and selection, I was able to go to another booth behind us, browse for a little bit. And buy a shirt and then come back and Alex was Get still lunch, waiting. Come back. Right. And there it was still was. I went for a little jog. <laughs> With the Woolroo Hood gang. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Alex was still waiting and hadn't hadn't gotten right. his shirts yet. Yeah. But We're, you got the sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna ask you what you purchased, uh you, Tony. Uh all I ended up getting I just uh purchased some some old vintage figures that uh I've been trying to rebuild my collection. Mm-hmm. So I got I think I got five. Got Leia Bush, Red Five, Gamora Bush, Lando in the Skiff Guard costume, mm-hmm. Nine Nun, and a uh, Biker Scout. I think that's those are the ones I I got there. Does the Biker Scout's helmet come off? No. But you have you got two people whose helmets do come off: Lando, Skiff Guard, and Leia. Yeah. I don't know if you were going for a theme. No, there's no. Uh, they they did not make a removable Biker Scout, at least in the original line. Sure, they do now. Yeah, probably so. Right. And you got the perfect T-shirt for you, though. Yeah, mine was the guys. Beatles. Uh, it looks like the Beatles revolver cover, 
but it's Rebellion and it has the main Star Wars people. And if you know the Beatles revolver cover, picture that, but with yeah. Star Wars people. And I right. really, I wanted that shirt, but I just, I can't. I, I can't saw you looking shirts. at my chest the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I see? wanted it too, but I didn't want to wait for an hour online to. Yeah. No, I literally wanted yours. I wanted right. to just take yours and I wanted you to walk around. I wanted you to be the rancor keeper. That oh, no. <laughs> and we did see a very impressive rancor keeper as yes, well. You did. You're an awesome Malakili cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, because you guys also now do your Beatles podcast, right. Alphabetical, Alphabetical, which you are going through the Beatles catalog in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From 12 to Y. Yes. Uh, you guys are like doing, basically I'm, I'm jealous of your podcast concepts because you have taken like the two things that I love talking about the most right? and, uh, put a nice formula to it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm envious of your podcasts. All right. Well, all right. That's Next time we have an idea, we'll check with you. <laughs> right, yeah. You'll we'll see if you want you, to. Uh, you start I mean, a Huey Lewis or Weird Al podcast or yeah. something. Oh, we saw Weird Al too at the. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that I. Well, no pun intended. Uh, it's strange. It's weird that it, that's become like not that. I still will get excited, but like yeah. I've weirdly like crossed paths with him a few times now, and so like it's sort of like oh yeah, there's Weird Al again. Like it's not like oh, there's Weird Al. It's, yeah. Oh, now it's just Al. Al. Now yeah. Right. Oh yeah, there's Al. Yeah. It's not even weird anymore. Nope. He's just nice Al. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind Al Yankovic. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring. No. <laughs> Although from all I've heard of Sweet Man. Yeah. Very, very, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um But uh so yeah, so you guys are you you already do a daily Star well, five days a week Star Wars podcast and now generally three days a week. Beatles podcast. Yeah, sometimes the the way that the alphabet works, we'll have to alter that. But yeah, usually it's three days a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we're going for the we want some like obscure topics. So we went to you know things that people you know niche niche markets. So Star Wars and the Beatles; those are things that <laughs> yeah, know. right. No one knows those. Yeah, there's been some happy accidents scheduling wise, though. For instance, Hey Jude, which was inspired by Julian Lennon, aired on Julian Lennon's birthday. Oh really? And uh, right. I'm the Walrus aired on uh, 4:20, right? Oh, so yes, uh, yes. just some happy, and, you know, the the episode that you were uh, one of the episodes that you were a co-host on, guest host on, um, Christmas time is here again was mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Although that was some of these are intentional, but uh, right. some of them are happy accidents. Yeah, and you even kind of had that with the uh, Star Wars minute the other day for part of the live show because of the uh, the trailer being released and then the the line. Yeah, the trailer leans heavily on the my I had it, my sister has it, yeah, yeah, Skywalker yeah. thing, and then that was that was the the in the scene that we were covering at uh, at celebration, so it worked out. Yeah, it was a good uh, happy accident. The force will provide. Mm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know how you guys do it because that's a lot. I have I can't keep up with this half the time, and you guys have. Well. Ours are a lot shorter. Too. True. So right. If you took your episodes and broke them up into littler chunks. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the formats actually, the alphabetical format and the minute format actually make it easier in the sense that we don't have to think of new things to talk about. You know, it's right. kind of have a roadmap for each episode. And yeah, it's kind of because uh, I used to do a different podcast. I used to do a weekly podcast with uh, Mike Dawson mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, a free form, whatever we wanted to talk about. And it was always like. The day before you record, and you're like, "Oh my god, I don't have any topics to talk about." Oh, and tell me like about it. Yeah, controlling <laughs> the news, trying to find something, scrambling for something to talk about. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, with no, this. I I understand. I like the freeform fun, but yeah, a lot of times it's like I don't know. Uh, I don't know where we're going. Right. <laughs> yeah. So here we are talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys have a, uh, well, first of all, how long do you, how long is the alphabetical going to last? You know, good question. How many total uh, songs are there? Do you, do you have that count? We also do the anthology tracks right, too. Right, so right. that adds a bit to the official tally. Was it 276 or something like that? Sounds right. I can't remember the exact number, but, uh, yeah, it goes until I think May or June of 2016. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, maybe a little later. I got, I got to look at that. Uh, right. It's on my laptop, but, uh, and there are also rumors that they're going to release another anthology. Oh, right. really? Which means that this. once we get to Z or once we get to the end of the Y's, Y's we'll have to do a sort of mini alphabetical afterwards where we cover any new, any new songs. Right. Only if they're brand new songs, though. Exactly. Which yeah. seems unlikely. Probably. Yeah. They probably. What would, what would this anthology be? I think it's just more outtakes and, you know, like probably more Let It Be stuff. Because Let It Be had tons more stuff that they didn't officially right. release. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to be. I'm happy because I, you know, more Beatles the better. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. More work for us. Yeah, they'll probably just make up new songs, knowing that you right. know it'll it'll uh, right it'll be popular or sell a lot anyway. Yeah, crazy that they still sell a lot after you know, having been broken up for forty five years or whatever. Yeah, it is. And it's crazy that there's still like somehow like that everything has not been released. It seems at this point you'd think yeah, as much as out that's out there that's already like. There was no need to release this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of that on those anthologies. There's a lot of good oh, stuff yeah. too, but there's a lot of Yeah. Well I'm a I'm a uh you know, obviously I really like the Beatles doing a podcast, but uh You do? Yeah. Yeah. I should probably make that more clear on the uh, <laughs> given some of the ratings I've given our episodes. Yeah. yeah, that's a controversial aspect of the show that we rate everything yeah. on a scale of one to five and it gets uh, some controversies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I usually because I'm a regular listener. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I usually agree, but every now and then, I think you guys are a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it interesting. Sometimes yeah. we'll purposely just give crazy reviews just to get people talking. You know? Yeah. Right. You yeah. won't believe what like we big. do next. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. So. Do you, uh, do, if you had to pick, I, w- I won't make you pick a song because maybe that'll be your, uh, you, you know, to unveil when you get to that song or if you, if you haven't done it already. But what's your favorite Beatles album? Um, I know it's hard. It is hard. I mean, you the made one... me rank the Star Wars movies on your podcast. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's only fair. Uh, the one that I kind of <laughs> I thought you were gonna uh the one with uh <laughs> you just you don't goes, know the yeah, names. yeah 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 uh, I love you something like that I'm a believer that was them right <laughs> um no the uh the the one that I kind of got first as my own you know that was given to me as okay. This is your Beatles. Well, it was a cassette at the time, but um, it was the first one that I was that was mine that I internalized was the White Album. So I, I probably have to go with that. I thought you liked B four dollar sign. It, it I like it more than most people. Right. It's kind of the Phantom Menace of the Beatles albums. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Beatles for Sale is is much maligned. A lot of people don't like it and they say is it's it? the worst. But uh, I, is uh, what's is Babies in Black on that? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I. I I'm a big babies in black guy. Mm. Wait, that, Wait, sounds, that sounds weird. <laughs> You're a big baby. And also a black guy. Yeah. Uh, but you'll Alex. say white owl. That's almost cheating because it's, there's so many songs on that, that, uh, yeah. or what anthology two. How about that? <laughs> all right. Adam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the box set they did with all the albums. in it. <laughs> no, I usually say Abbey road is my favorite. 
That's I think that's what it's become mine. I think as because yeah. I I think I used to say White Album, and I think well, the White Album is become... probably number two for mine. A lot of people say Revolver, but uh, yeah, and it is a good I do album. Like Revolver, a lot. yeah, yeah. I, I have to put you know it's the obvious one too, but I I do have to put Sergeant Pepper up somewhere near the top as well. Mm. It's tough. Interesting. It's tough. Yeah. A Beatles six. That's a popular. Yeah. One. <laughs> Sorry with this crap again. <laughs> Something new, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the old school. Listen to Dave Clark Five, (laughs) (laughs) which I kind of maybe not. uh, I couldn't tell you what's on a lot of the records, but I, I kind of, I could some of them have the uh, that knowledge of the American versions of those records because that's what my my dad had all those old records. (laughs) So I I remember seeing those. those your covers. cool uncle has you mean <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i wasn't you know i wasn't implying anything cool uncle i Alex. am your father <laughs> oh <laughs> that was my record collection you were looking through and you scratched my 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 copy of uh yesterday and today <laughs> um i was trying to remember early because now that you guys are three-time guests mm. i know that uh i know we we Discussed at length in the past, we just talked a lot of Star Wars Christmas with some holiday special and mm-hmm. some Christmas in the Stars. Mm-hmm. Out Among the Did, Stars. Uh, what'd you say? Did Out Among the Stars. That's a <laughs> line from the song. Uh, did we really get into uh, like personal Christmas things before? Like, uh, if, did we? Did we? Did you guys kind of share any uh, like favorite Christmas memories that you have or anything? Did we go down that road before? I can't remember. Forgive Maybe. me. Maybe. I can't remember. I feel like I somewhere I've told a story about having this, you know, Christmas where I got the Millennium Falcon and the Micronauts, what is it, Hornet drone? Hornetroid? Hornetroid. And I think something else. And so there were basically like three teams of grown-ups assembling my toys and I just went like like a supervisor. I went like station to station and be like, all right, how are we going with that Falcon? Good? All right, great, great. I'll be back in a minute. You didn't put together your own toys? Were you too young? I, I was, yeah, it had to be... Maybe I was four. Oh yeah, it's probably a little. Yeah, because I loved putting stickers on. Uh, was, I was oh, the yeah, worst the at putting a sticker. Oh, I was terrible at it, but I loved like every time I thought I could do it. And I kind of forgot about that whole aspect—the ritual it. of putting on the stickers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because if you put it on crooked, you get no second chance with that. It was unforgiving. <laughs> right. Well, that you know, I I bring this up from time to time, but I had the GI Joe aircraft carrier, and uh, the GI Joe aircraft carrier came with. Like at the front of it, the stickers were a lot more kind of like vinyl-y, so like they developed air bubbles really easily. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, it came, this is a whole confusing thing, but it came with um, two, you know, you could put a number, make a number on it. You know, on the, on the deck, there's these giant numbers. And it was either a six or a nine a six and a nine or a nine and a nine or a six and a six or a nine and a six so you had this like it was like this given all of a sudden given these options of well what number do i make it i don't even know like i could make it you know i remember that being just not not traumatic but (laughs) just having that moment of panic of like well what what if i do it wrong like what if i get well the only two numbers were six and nine or there were the other numbers but those were not interchangeable so you didn't have to worry about it no no that was it you you got a big six and a big nine or a big nine and a big nine or a big you know whatever right and so you had to put them on the deck, and you know, depending on how you flip them, it was very. Uh, no, that's that's the one sticker application that I remember being the most, like taking the most thought. Right, you still have the most decided. thought. You're it. still still. I can't remember what I did. <laughs> oh, okay. What did I make it? No idea. I thought <sighs> I threw it out. 
<laughs> you couldn't decide, so you just threw the whole aircraft <laughs> yeah, carrier away. Exactly. <laughs> Too much stress. Uh, what about you? Do you have it, Alex? Do you have any uh, like Christmases that stand out, be it from your childhood or more recent years? Um, it's all right if you don't. But we'll no, I mean, you. I remember like um, I remember a cool present when I got a bike, like a, a Huffy bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that's kind of an uninteresting story. And I also remember a <laughs> pathetic story where I got um, for some reason my parents got me like a mobile for Christmas. Mm. It was like a kind of mobile you hang, and there were like like planes on it. And I like took it out of the box, and it got all tangled and snarled up. And I was immediately like, ah, you know, like this, um, you know, like I immediately got all pouty and 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 upset about it because it got all tangled up and stuff so uh-huh. and i was like i was like way too old to be getting tangled upset about a tangled mobile but uh <laughs> right. you know so sad story mm. so there you go <laughs> christmas truly is the greatest time yeah <laughs> and the other i may have told this story on the show or not but you can you can go back and, anyway where uh when i was getting older and i was desperately trying to hold on to that feeling of christmas and no one else in the family was like that into it anymore like I, it was probably like in college uh-huh. and like, you know, it would be Christmas morning and I would come down wearing my pajamas be like, okay, everyone come down. We'll open presents. And everyone's like, Oh, let's have some breakfast first. And like having coffee and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. There was a stack of unopened presents oh, yeah, there. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was just like, Christmas is dead to me now. <laughs> so uh, from now on, I'm just like, I'm going to be the last person to open presents. I'm going to let the rest of these jerks set the pace so i don't get stressed out about it and there you go <laughs> so there you go some fond christmas memories calling my yeah, family jerks and me crying about a mobile <laughs> all right, truly fair, is the greatest fair enough. <laughs> i'm gearing up for uh like i think christmases are about to start being cool oh fun yeah again. you have a child yeah, yeah, father, a baby yeah. and we yeah she was three months old for this one so it was a little too early but it was a good like training run for like right. all these holidays it's like oh you know like did you get her an easter basket basket we're like no we just kind of figured it out like you know watch what was going on and yeah maybe next year we'll do an easter basket you know she's not gonna remember now right yeah. but like christmas stuff same thing like you know people got her some stuff and so it was like okay let's start planning yeah. this so how are we gonna do this christmas thing mm-hmm. are you going to uh have you thought about what you're gonna tell your child about santa claus uh we thought about it i don't think we have a, a Concrete decision yet, right? You like, see both sides of it. Really, is like because I was, I was kind of you know shattered because I I was into the Santa Claus thing way too late, me you know, too, way later than I should have been, and so it was it was that much more crushing. Um, so I wouldn't want to inflict that on anyone, but also like, does that you know put that on the on the balance, the scale of life against you know all the fun times of like that magic? Yeah, because it is a weird thing of just like. Because you're basically just straight up lying yeah. to your child, but it's like such a like fun, happy thing when you're yeah. a kid, and it's like, yeah, I don't think you should rob a kid of that. That's me. Right. I don't have any children, so I can't tell you what to do. That you know of, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Unless yeah. Rigby counts. Right. Uh, what do you do with him at Christmas? Her. And um, Christmas. It's a her. Come on. All right, sorry. <laughs> I corrected myself mid right. midstream. You did. You did. You did. Well, do dogs have a separate dog Santa? Oh, wow. <laughs> Who comes and buries the presents mm. in the backyard and then <laughs> pees down the chimney? <laughs> I never thought about that. I don't know. Right. I know they all go to heaven. Oh, that's oh, what right. I've heard. That's all yeah. I know. Mm. Except for Hitler's dog. <laughs> did Hitler have a dog? Is that a he thing did. we he know? He his dog. Yeah? yeah? What kind of dog do you have? German Shepherd, of course. Oh. Wait, it's Hitler's birthday when we're recording this. Oh, my, oh wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
Spirit is here with us. <laughs> yeah, I just looked up at your calendar and you have a big circle around Hitler's birthday with yep. stars all around it. So. My dad still, uh, my dad gives me shit about this because I thought it was, and it was funny. I still think it's funny. Wow. Uh, years ago, uh, he had a calendar hanging up and I had just done a report at school about Hitler. And so I I wrote on his calendar on April 20th, Hitler's birthday. And just because I thought it would be stupid to do it. And, right. yeah, it, and it, because it, it was Hitler's birthday. Yeah, right. it, it made him laugh, and he still brings that up to this day oh. often. Of me <laughs> Whenever you it. visit him, you should always covertly write that on his calendar every <laughs> right. time. And then one of his Jewish friends will come over and be like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, my dad doesn't have Jewish friends. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think he celebrates Hitler's birthday? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, let's topic change. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I have a Muppet question. Can I? Ask okay. Oh yeah, yeah. you are famous for your love of the Muppets. <laughs> famous. Did yes. I bring up this Rolf thing with you already? I don't think so. Uh, f- Tony Consiglio, uh, uh-huh. a friend of mine, a frequent podcast guest, is right. also a big Muppet fan, and uh, we got into a heated <laughs> debate about whether Rolf is a part of like the Muppet Show. Like, is he part of the Electric Mayhem? No. Your thoughts? No. no. Now, he plays with the Muppet Band on the Muppet Show. Sometimes. Not always. Well, in the opening credits, you see him right. playing. Right. That's, not, that's, that's not really the Electric Mayhem. You're saying the Electric... Even though every, every, every time you see the Electric Mayhem in the Muppet Show, Rolf is with them. No, not every time. So they play separately. You're saying yeah. he's like yeah. Eric Clapton... Playing with the Beatles. Yeah, he's like a, you know, mm-hmm. if you see him with them, he's like, yeah, he's like guest star. He's he's the Bruno Mars to their Mark Ronson. <laughs> so now you're talking about that current means, music. Yeah. Is that... That's like the only current music I know right now. So <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, I thought I would sound hip to the kids listening right now. So the core of the band, of the Muppet Show band, is the Electric Maze. Right, right above me, yeah. We got, right. we got Dr. Teeth, we got Zoot on sax, Floyd on bass, Janice on guitar, Animal on drums, and then there's the controversial Lips. Lips. Now, yeah. who is Lips? He's kind of, he's the Billy Preston of the Beatles. Mm. So, kind if, of. Rolf should be the Billy Preston because he plays keyboards. Well, there's already a keyboard player. Right. Right. Teeth. So, t- Lips. <laughs> lips. Sounds like a Western guy. <laughs> lips is just the, uh, like, occasional trumpet player. Like, for some reason, he, like, sometimes was with them and sometimes he wasn't. When mm. they needed a gag about a trumpet I guess, video. right. Yeah. He's, now, like, he's the Homer Simpson's watch of the, uh, <laughs> of the, the electric mayhem. Now, was Lips on The Muppet Show, or was he on, like, Muppets Tonight or one of the other? Uh, no, he he was early on. I think he would appear on the show occasionally, and he he appears in the movies occasionally. Uh, I can't but, quite yeah, he's s- not always there. I can't quite see him from this angle. Who is Because all the Muppet band people are, most of them are based on real musicians. Yeah, I'm not sure what his deal is. I mean, since he plays trumpet, i got to assume it's like a Dizzy Gillespie thing, but he doesn't have anything that really resembles right. that. Right. Who is Zoot supposed to be? Uh, you know what? I actually was just talking about this with someone. I'm not sure. I feel like someone looked it up and told me, and it was someone I'm not that familiar with. A jelly. It's like, a, it's like an old jazz guy, I think, but I don't right. really know. Bruno Mars. Yes. <laughs> He's an old jazz guy, right? <laughs> exactly. Because, uh, yeah, Dr. Bit, Dr. Uh, Dr. Teeth is like Dr. John. Right. Animal is Keith Moon. Miles hmm. Davis, maybe? Maybe. He looks kind of like Izzy Stradlin, but I think Izzy Stradlin has spent a lot of his life trying to look like Zoot. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a kind of reversal there. That would be great to form a band and purposely try, like, be an Electric Mayhem tribute band. Mm. And everyone looks like one of the Electric Mayhem band people. I'm in. Sign me up. Right. Okay, who will you be? 
Well, I am. Well, yeah. so, yeah. Come on. So you'd have to like dye your hair red and and, <laughs> and bear, like kind of wear clothes yeah. <laughs> and a chain around your neck. Yeah. Now, to Janice, your little your little toy there, she's playing. <laughs> she's playing the guitar. Did she actually play the guitar, or is that retconned? Like, did she play guitar in the on the Muppet Show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember if she was just kind of like has that kind of you know mm-hmm. drumming and head, yeah, like head the, the okay. Electric Mayhem. They were all on the Muppet Show. No, I know. Yeah, I know. And, and that's but, when Rolf was in the Electric Mayhem well, he before wasn't. he got kicked out. Well, no, that's he, like the Muppet him, Orchestra. Yeah, you'd has, see that like orchestra at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And that wasn't the, I think like you'd see Animal playing drums, but I feel like, and maybe some of the other members, I think like Floyd and maybe Janice yeah. down there, but then there would also be, there was a different trumpet player guy, I think, mm-hmm. and then there was the conductor, yeah. and then a couple other like random people. So the Muppet so. Show band was like a super group. Yeah. Like right. contained so. members they're orcas- of... their pit band. Right. right. Yeah. But it contained members of the Electric Mayhem. Correct. But they didn't necessarily have to be, it didn't go... It was not a, what's that, transitive property where you could be right. in the Muppet Orchestra, but that didn't mean you were part of the Electric Mayhem. Right. right. Not all Electric Mayhem are Muppet Orchestra. No. Yes. Not all, not orchestra, all orchestra, orchestra members are part of the Electric Mayhem, but all part of all members of the Electric Mayhem are part of the Muppet Orchestra. I got it. Right? But I'm not even positive if that's right. Oh, well, then, then, because I, I don't, don't know. know if Dr. Teeth is in the orchestra. Hmm. They already had a key. Well, because Doctor Teeth could play the electric keyboards yeah. while Rolf played the right. Played yeah, I know. The, the yeah. He tickled the ivories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what, where does where does uh, other Tony stand on this? He's not claiming he's not in the Electric Mayhem, is he? No, other other Tony was saying he was not a member okay. of the Electric Mayhem. Right. Right. The, the Electric Mayhem. Right. All right. So uh, that's two people in favor of that. He's two not ton- two Tonys. Two in Tonys. Favor. Right. Two tone Tonys. Two Tonys agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two out of two Tonys agree that Rolf is not a member of the band. Yeah, right. So, all right. I um, I did they make a toy? Since we're in a room full of toys and Muppet toys, at that, uh, I don't see one. Did they make a toy out of what is his name? Bobby Benson, Bobby Benson and his baby band. No, and it's like oh, I, I I vaguely know what you're talking about, but no, there is no toy. He's the one who whacks the babies. No, he's like uh, he's like totally like a sleazy looking guy, and he's got like dark sunglasses and kind of seventies like balding guy with like a yeah. cigarette hanging out of the side of his mouth. And then like the babies are all like playing instruments, and he's like he's like the sleazy like manager slash you know producer, Ruben Kincaid of the <laughs> right. But it's all babies, and it and it's like this kind of underlying like creepiness that it's like well he just kind of like stole all these babies and is making them perform for money. Wow. It's a really funny, uh, uh, really subversive gag that I liked from, from uh, I think maybe just the first couple of seasons, maybe the first season so, or so. Yeah. Of Did it change over time? Did the Muppet Show get, like, start off, like, with one tone and gradually, it's as it evolved, did it change? Yeah, well, because if you, <clears throat> uh, the first season is kind of strange. I believe the actual opening is a little bit different on the first season, and... Uh, Miss Piggy is not yet really Miss Piggy. Like, oh, she right. appears occasionally, mm-hmm. but I think she was just kind of like a nameless character and was not even always played by Frank Oz. Oh, that's weird. There's a couple episodes where it's there and it looks like her, but it's, uh, it's uh, I believe, Richard Hunt doing the voice and mm-hmm. it sounds completely different and they would just trade the character off and then eventually, I think, Frank Oz started doing it more and it really caught on and so then she became... Like a prominent character, so she's not even really like a main character in the first season. Oh, that's fascinating. I don't know, fascinating. <laughs> well, I find it fascinating. Yeah. 
It's like, it's like those early Simpsons where you see kind of like characters who would become main characters, but right. they're like yeah. off model and the colors are weird. And, yeah. like, and Homer uh, talks like this. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Walter Matthau voice. <laughs> or uh, Blacksmithers, right? That's yeah, the... yeah, Blacksmithers and... Uh... Blacksmithers. <laughs> Whoa, Blacksmithers. <laughs> yeah. I find that stuff very uh, interesting that yeah. uh, when characters evolve. It's like every... Like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, or Mickey Mouse, Daffy Duck, and Bugs Bunny all started off as the same sort of anarchic mm-hmm. character, like, uh, and then they gradually changed over time. Yeah, like, old, like super old Bugs Bunny is kind of creepy looking. Yeah. yeah, I just saw like some they had at oh. <laughs> my doctor's office the other day. Ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. You guys want ice cream? Ice cream trucks outside. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, old, old. I forgot how different Bugs Bunny was in the super old cartoons, and they had like a DVD at my doctor's office the other day right. playing for the kids in <laughs> right. there. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a little creepy. It's. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Disney because the uh, finally it's the first time <laughs> we brought up Disney. In this. Oh. Um, the it's, it's along the same lines, but different. That they had the the kind of like retcon description for the. The fourth cousin, you know, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And then in the comic strip, sometimes just, you know, lazy production art or whatever, there would accidentally, they would accidentally draw in a fourth one. So, like, if somebody was doing, you know, like, if one of them was, you know, facing the others or one of them was off panel or something like that, and somebody would just go in and be like, okay, three ducks and just draw in the other ducks. So there would be four ducks accidentally. Yeah. So, like, the Disney community, I guess, have, have gone, like, they named him, I think, like, Screwy or something. Fooey, Fooey, that's it. Fooey. So there's Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Fooey, who's just this, like, ghost that just appears sometimes into, as the fourth duck, the fourth... Uh, how do they spell Screw, or... Fooey. Fooey, how do they spell it? I think it's P-H, could be an F, I don't know. But how do they spell it? Because the, the uh, greatness of Huey, Dewey, and Louie is that their names rhyme, but they're all spelled differently. Oh. It's U-E-Y... E W E Y and O U I E. So I was wondering how I think they... it's O O E Y. O O E Y. So it's not taken by one of the right. other ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad they kept the uh <laughs> they kept it uh going. We uh friend of mine, past guest on the show, Joe Ledbetter, who made all those toys in that case right there. Mm-hmm. Uh he is married to an Italian girl and one of our favorite things to do often is start she like tells us what certain things were called in italy mm-hmm. and if i remember correctly she was saying huey dewey and louie were called like qui qua qua it's like it was all three very similar sounding words but it was like qui qua qua huh okay. was their names in it in italy which i yeah when every time she says it i'm trying to figure out exactly what she's saying but it's something <laughs> along those lines qua qua, where they all qui qua qua and it almost sounds like that's what ducks would say so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of it's kind of almost a better uh Gun gone gin our favorite like we we always i always end up feeling bad because i feel like she's eventually she's going to get annoyed with us asking what mm. all these things are called but <laughs> my favorite thing that uh our favorite two that she's told us was uh, Charles in Charge was called Boy for Babysitter. Oh. And <laughs> I can't believe they exported Charles in Charge of all <laughs> no. things. No. Uh, and then uh, Growing Pains was called Parents in Blue Jeans, oh, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It probably, oh. probably sounds better than the original Italian. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Jeans means something completely different culturally yeah, exactly. in the rest of the world. <laughs> it's G-E-N-E-S, Gene. Oh. Ooh. Mm, clever. It's a, then it's like an avatar thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But wait, the, the like the parents on 
growing pains weren't that they weren't like relaxed. It was Alan Thick. And like he, he wasn't relaxed. like he wasn't like the cool like he was a little relaxed because he was yeah. Alan Thick. But he wasn't like wasn't like cool. Like grow like uh, family ties should be parents and blue guests because they yeah. were hippies and yeah, stuff that's true. like that. So good call. Uh, well, maybe in Italy, blue jeans connotate something oh, yeah. else. They're not relaxed. They're yeah, like, they're like uptight squares. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about uh, this. Who knows where this is going? My favorite thing about growing pains. One of my favorite things. I've, <laughs> I've got two. Yeah. Give us I've your five two. favorite things about growing pants. <laughs> two Drum favorite things about three <laughs> favorite things. About, all right, I'm, I'm coming up with them as we uh, as we go through. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, there's a really racist kind of uh, joke. So your first favorite thing is a racist <laughs> joke. Well, since it is Hitler's birthday, um, there was a, there was a gag where like Mike had to take a history test and he wrote all the answers on his shoes. I remember this. And yeah. then when he he finished the test he was like ah oh, that was easy and he puts his feet up and the teacher sees them and they're like you wrote all the answers on your shoes he's like no i got um i got everybody to you know sign my shoes and they're like appomattox courthouse and he's like yeah it's the black guy or something along those lines like yeah, he's on the <laughs> basketball team something something where it was just like sure that's a name the black people would have and it, 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 i remember even as a kid being like that that sounds a little off <laughs> What if they keep that in over the uh, in syndication? Yeah, oh, we'll have exactly. to look it up. Like anyone knows what Appomattox Courthouse is, <laughs> right? You know anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Were you guys uh, lost viewers? I, w- I was not a lost, lost viewer. Uh, I w- yeah, I watched all of it because uh, um, I believe I don't remember if he was a principal or just a teacher on Growing Pains, but Bernard <laughs> on Lost oh. was on Growing Pains. Really? Just saying. Uh, second thing about growing pain. Well, <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping all three in my uh, in my head at once. That's to me like we need to do a growing pains podcast. Um, second favorite thing is for some reason I referenced this one where Mike snuck off somewhere, and uh, Ben had to. Ben was instructed in in you know keeping up the ruse that Mike was still there. But Mike had pre-recorded a bunch of. Uh, uh, things that he says onto a tape deck, onto a tape recorder. Ferris Bueller style. Right. And so Ben's job was to sit there and play um, these things to keep up. The, and so, like, you know, the parents came up. And ben hides in the bathroom. And he's like, oh, just a minute. I'm in the bathroom. And they're like, okay. And they go. And if something goes wrong, Ben is, like, you know, fumbling with the tape. And uh, they're like, oh, that's, you know, that's weird. It seems to, Mike seems to be taking an awful long time. And they go up and they're like, uh, you know, like, Mike, you all right? What are you doing in there? Or they hear him fumbling with the tape deck or something, so they become suspicious. And I'm like, Mike, you all right? What are you doing in there? And then he plays the part that was supposed to be for when they were talking about breakfast. So he's like, I don't know, but whatever it is, it sure smells good. <laughs> it was such an easy, like, for some reason, just the kind of, like, the depth that they went, you know, the length they went through to get that joke. I was like, all right. It's a good, uh, you know. Physical comedy of him fumbling with the tape deck combined with easy kind of, you know, bathroom humor. Right. Bathroom humor better than racist humor. Yes, definitely. And then I love... uh, Number one. Number (laughs) I don't know that these are ranked. Number one. (laughs) Uh, Long distance dedication. (laughs) I love that... uh, as a Mets fan, they, uh, you know, they lived... A, they lived on Long Island, and then uh, they were the Seavers... And their neighbors were the Kuzmans and the, the 1969 Miracle Mets. You know, Tom Seaver and Jerry Kuzman were two of the stars of that team. Oh, so they, nice. Literal uh, inside baseball. Yeah. <laughs> See? 
And so anytime that you never saw them, really, they just make a reference to, oh, yeah, you no, know, I think I lent that to the Kuzmans, and it was always the neighbors. The... You never got to see them, though? I don't think so. They weren't the Akmonics? No. Where you'd see them occasionally? What show were the Akmonics on? That's what I, that was a test to see if anybody knew what I was talking about. Right. Alex failed. What Alex is it? Pete uh, now? It's Alf, right? Yeah. yeah. Alf. Akmonics? It even yeah. sounds like an alien. Played by uh, Jerry Seinfeld's mother. Not his real mother, but his mom from the show was one yeah. of the Akmonics. Oh, wow. Jerry Seinfeld of Seinfeld. Oh, okay. That one I've heard of. That one I've heard of. He also played Gary Shandling's mom on the It's Gary Shandling show. Hmm. Oh, really? I have not seen those in forever. I've been tempted to buy those DVDs. It doesn't hold up. That's what I, that was my next question. I it's a bit, uh, it's on, um, I think they're on one of the, one of his shows. I think it's Gary Shandling's show. It's on the network that, um, one of the, the Rhino guys who started their own, label they left rhino and started their new lip. shout factory well that's that's a spin that's a rhino kind of not offshoot but yeah i think rhino either got bought or just right. got new corporate and then like the cool guys from rhino went right. and started their own they have a station they have a um roku channel wow because uh, okay. shout factory does a lot of good stuff yeah. yeah it doesn't have all of it but like they're right. slowly adding things and like a lot of the mst3k stuff is on there but i think all of uh, it's guy shandling show is on there and it's you know they put commercials in but they're where commercials would have been originally so right it's free right. free yeah. to watch all right felice navipod will be right back hey everybody tony faxton here from felice navipod i'm here to tell you about downright.com are you familiar with it you should be it's a great website where you can go and you can buy a custom written song for you, whatever you want it to be. Artists like me are on there. Guys like Chris Farron are on there. So go buy a song, D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E dot com. And here's my promise. If you buy a song from me, I'm downright.com. I promise it'll be way better than this. And now, back to Felice Navipod. You joked about a Growing Pains podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there one? If you, oh, I don't I'm know. I'm sure there Probably. is. Growing Pods? If you, if you guys were. That's the Invasion of the Body Snatchers <laughs> podcast. That was already taken. If you guys were going to start a third podcast together. Uh-huh. We've already discussed this. What, oh, yeah? What, what would it be? <laughs> well, I, you know, I feel like the natural kind of next low-hanging fruit as far as like things that everybody's into that we're also really into and know backwards and forwards would be the simpsons but there's a bunch of simpsons podcasts out yeah. there right all right well, um, you want to bring up uh land of the lost well yeah that's the oh, like right you mentioned that the other night that's something that we've toyed with that's that's you know doesn't have the audience i don't think that, right that the star yeah. wars podcast right. or the beatles podcast would but it, something that we know really well right. and, and we're we're really into so uh-huh. uh i don't know talked about that it might might happen we'll see. we'll see it would be it would probably be the you know star wars is more popular than alphabetical and then there were land of the lost would probably like, be much less bottom, popular yeah. than that <laughs> for some reason a podcast about a failed 70s tv show <laughs> is less popular than how one long of, was that actually on it was like two and a half seasons yeah well three seasons right and then the 90s and then revival the, right and then the right. 90s revival which, which was, was horrible although that's you know i think it depends on your timing like because the original was if you outside of you know, if you didn't grow up with it, I think that's you true. would look at that and be like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I've never really, I don't even know that I've seen an entire episode. I've seen bits and pieces, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's uh, we can't talk about it because we might want to see your future yeah, show. Yeah, I was, I was about to go into it for a bit. <laughs> well, the writing for staff, future show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I think we should we should try something. I'm gonna excuse okay. myself for a minute. I think Uh-oh. I think I think I think we uh, let's let's test out a couple of Beatles Trivial Pursuit questions. Oh, all right. All, uh, since we all seem to have some of this knowledge, okay. Let's just see how this goes. We're gonna find out how smart you is when you take the Beatles. All right, so we'll see how this goes. I think I bought this and I think I've played it once in my life, and it was very hard. And I feel like I have. What are the What are the pieces shaped? Good question. It's been years since I've even looked at them. Oh, those These big plastic just... things. Hard holder. Yeah. Okay. I think they're just pieces. All right. What are the I categories? Or categories? Uh, categories <laughs> are Beatles in America, albums and singles, on their own, movies, history, and songs. Mm. I think I would probably do weakest on movies. Yeah, me too. All right, so we won't do that one. Well, no, we should do at least one of each. Oh, yeah, let's do one of each. <clears throat> so they're not all on one card? It's uh, not like regular Trivial Pursuit or one card has all the categories? I guess not. Like I said, it's been years since I've touched this. So That's strange. I wonder why they don't do that. Hmm. Yeah, it's separated. I don't know. Gotta keep separated. Uh, it's just one. <laughs> are there one, one, and one question on each card, or there are multiple questions no, there's on multiple, each card? There's like five on each card. Oh, okay. So... I think maybe with the uh, let's unless it's it's too played out for you guys. Should we go songs since kind of that's what you're you're sure. doing? Right sure. right. I don't know. I don't know how we want to do this. We'll just yeah. We'll we'll see it. what happens. We here. cannot give our own opinions on any songs that have not right. We have not covered. going to be questions. It's going to be like, what did popular podcast alphabetical rate <laughs> a day in the life? <laughs> oh, weird. It looks like the card itself is all about one song in particular. Yeah, huh. that's it. that is how they work. So, I don't know. Let's just see what happens here. All right. All right. We can do one of each category or something. Yeah. We'll yeah. We'll try. Here we go. All right. Let me find a good one. Some of these. Now, are, are we buzzing are in? Easy. Are we working as a team? Uh, I say just chime. Let's do this. Chime in when yeah. uh, if whoever gets it first gets the point, and then and then because I want to get in on this too. So whoever doesn't get it, well, we can rotate. Then they can. They can. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. Right. Whoever, like if you get it and Pete doesn't, okay. Pete will read the next one and I'll be in. I'm okay. gonna try to get a like a. Can I get a sound effect? <laughs> Can I get a sound effect? Bing! I'm going to my annoying folder. Is that where your Star Wars cards are? Not yet. <laughs> Does oh. this work? I don't even know. Yeah, some of it's like, it's crazy how... Making noise different these questions are some are way too easy and some are way too hard well i'll try and go i'll try and go middle of the road here okay it's like the beatles themselves yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> all right question one which beetle played violin on the backing track to all you need is love violin all you need is love thing alex paul mccartney nope Ooh. I just took a guess because he's the musical right. virtuoso. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, I didn't know this one. Can I say George. Pete gets it. <clears throat> There's one for it. Pete. Uh, you want to stick with songs, or you want to do a different category? Uh, I don't. Let's switch categories. Right, let's do at least category. one of each here. Well, Alex, Alex, Alex you, you, was the, you read uh, the next one. I, uh, all right, say, next. Uh, we're going to do albums and singles. All right. 
First, let's say first one to three points. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll try that, unless this goes on for way too long. And then we'll, we'll <laughs> what Capitol go. album, released in January 1964, enabled Americans to meet the Beatles? Meet the Beatles. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. So. Uh, but, I, no, but now Pete should read. Yeah, that was, that's one just, for Tony. It just takes so long to pass everything. So it would be easier just to... Well, was, uh, I'll go with uh, on their own. On their some, own. Some some potential uh, solo album stuff, right? On solo album. Um, so it's interesting to see these categories. I feel like so. Uh, what male folk singer was asked by Paul to provide songs and acoustic guitar for Mary Hopkins' first album? Thing. Yes. That would be Donovan. It would be Donovan. Nice. Two for Alex. Was it two for me? Right? You had one already, didn't oh, you? Oh, was it two for me? I didn't even realize <laughs> it. I, I didn't even know we were keeping score. All right. Um, Wait, was that two for I think that's one for you. Hmm? Is it one? I think it's one each. Okay. Three I was right, because I got... Um, right. You you were wrong about Paul McCartney, so you oh, should have one, and you got one too. So. Yeah. yeah, one up, so one up. Although you should have zero because it should be negative one for getting Paul wrong. Oh, I, mm. why didn't know there was be negative? No, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pull from this though. Let's see here. Uh, what Capitol Beatles album provided yeah. help to fans who wanted? Songs from the group's second film. Help. Yep. Boy, they really give you a lot of clues in those, <laughs> yes. uh, in those answers. <clears throat> yeah, so now Alex has two. Now, now you got two. Or one, depending. Negative. If you're going negative. <laughs> <laughs> what do we, should I do history? History. History. Um, that one's too easy. Um, bu- 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 bu. okay. What, uh, oh, in 1967, the Beatles spent 95,000 pounds to purchase what island off the coast of what country? Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I think the really... island and the country? Yes. I know the country is Greece. Oh, okay. I don't know the name of the island. Lycos? Mm. Plus, Leslo. Oh. Leslo, located off the coast of Greece. No, I mean, you kind of got it. <laughs> Partial credit. Right. You got two and a half. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask one. I want to ask one. All right. Uh, what category have we done? Beatles in America. Boom. Which Beatles stayed in bed for much of the group's second day in America? Uh, John. Ringo. Are both wrong. <laughs> Paul. They're still wrong. George. That's right. Billy Preston. <laughs> Do Sutcliffe. And there we go. <clears throat> I don't know if I can count that answer, but uh, we'll just keep going here. All right, we'll do a couple more. I said three. I don't know. People, people like listening to this? I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel about every episode I do. Yeah. I'm having fun. Uh, Hopefully they are too. That's too easy. Um, here we go. In Penny Lane, what does the nurse sell? 
Uh, what does the nurse sell? <laughs> <clears throat> I couldn't pull this lyric, and I feel like I know these lyrics well. I know the answer. So I was going to say, you know, and you're just sitting on it because you want to give me. A, no, you can just go ahead. Selling poppies from a tray. Correct. Alex did it. Beetle maniac. He's a beetle maniac. Well, so there's some Beatles trivial pursuit. Alex. There you go. Clearly. Victory lap. You're the king. You are the king. We just found out how smart she was because you took the Beatles. Beatles. Uh, well, we will we'll wrap it up here. I've been I've been asking people lately at the end of the show here. Um, friend friend of the show, Dave Clock, mm-hmm. has a jacket that he wears. He was made. Uh, a friend gave him a patch because his two favorite things. I knew this was coming, and I and, forgot. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should think of that in case we go back. It's to all right. I know it's on on the spot. Everybody's usually on the spot. You're like the first one that knew it might be coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, two favorite things are sandwiches and hockey. And so he has a back patch that someone made that says sandwiches and hockey or hockey and sandwiches, I guess. Uh, if, if you were to have a back patch like this, what would be your two things? Oh boy. <laughs> that was going to be an ambush interview. <laughs> I did know. And I still fell for it. <laughs> still got ambushed. Um, Knowing that nobody's going to call me on it, it takes the pressure off a little bit. We don't actually have to get the back patch in right. all yeah. the time. But, um, well, hockey and sandwiches, I do love those both of those things very much. Um, but I think uh, more so than sandwiches, I'll, I'll, be, I'll say ravioli or one of my favorite uh, food items. Everybody um, picks, almost everybody picks a food item. Yeah, well, I guess it's since kind of there's already the a food in it, yeah. it feels like you kind of have to. It doesn't have to be. No, right. it's like the Wonder Twins. Right. So it's yeah. like form, one's got to be water, the other one's got to be an animal. Yeah, a food and a sport. Right. Um, yeah. Irish rules football and... Uh, no, uh, um, I, will go, I will go with raviolis and Greedo. I had a feeling Greedo was going to be on yeah, there. I, I, <laughs> Raviolis and Greedo. Because it was I, a 70s detective show. Yeah. <laughs> Although now I said the pressure was off because we don't actually have to get this, but now I really do kind of want a back patch that I says like Raviolis you, and Greedo. Right. I might need to yeah. talk to somebody and make this happen. Yeah. If only we knew an award-winning cartoonist who could draw this thing. <laughs> anyway, Alex. Oh, boy. I will say uh, checks, Mix, and Pugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's three these, things: these are... checks, mix, and pugs. That's true. That's right. Both so... excellent answers. Might be my favorite two answers. So okay, so. okay. Whew, that was a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, well, guys, thank I thought you were then going to bring in a bowl of ravioli and a bowl of <laughs> checks. Oh. That would be great. Like Rigby, somebody Rigby, in a, a Greedo costume, <laughs> yeah. holding a bowl of checks mix, just to get both of us <laughs> with their pug. Well, thank you guys for coming and uh, and yeah. doing this. And uh, anything you want to, I mean, we know Star Wars Minute Alphabetical. Anything else you guys want to uh, plug while you're here? Uh, well, hopefully by the time this airs, which I'm not sure when, but uh, hopefully by that time, our uh, a podcast that I do without Alex, I do with our mutual friend Adam, uh, okay. L. Adam, who is on Alphabetical, but... Uh, uh, we're doing a side thing, which is kind of like a radio, you know, music club podcast uh, called Spam Songs, which Tony, you did the theme for. What a great theme, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank you. We've been having, uh, you know, 
slow going getting the the pilot episode uh, out there, even though we we trimmed it down to a a, a nice bite sized uh, episode, but just kind of you know doing the first of anything takes a little while. Yeah. So once once that gets up, then uh, it should be fairly regular monthly or or something like that. So um, that's you know if you like just people playing fun music, it's we throw a, a title out there and people make a song with that title and send it to us and then we play it. Nice. nice. Yeah, I'm anxious. I'm anxious to check it out. Yeah. Well, as long, as long as we're plugging solo projects, I will say my next graphic novel, Our Expanding Universe, will be coming out this fall from Top Shelf Productions. So uh, nice. keep an eye out for that, ladies I and gentlemen. I am excited. This is I the first time I've ever plugged that book. Yeah? So uh, this nice. is a breakthrough yeah. moment. Hitler's birthday. Perfect, <laughs> perfect timing. It's time for plugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I've been, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Long before... Uh, long long time. time. <laughs> before I even knew you. So that's exciting. And uh, you know what? And, and I can cut this out if you want, but let's just—we won't even say what. But Alex and I also have uh, worked on something together recently. We we'll did just, a collabo. We'll just leave mm-hmm. it at that right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll exactly. leave with some mystery there. Yeah. So that'll be coming eventually in some way, some shape, some form. I don't know what. And Keep when, your eyes but, open. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep your feet on the ground and your eyes open. Yes. Keep reaching for the star. <laughs> star Wars. Keep reaching for the Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> star War. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, good to see you, and uh, congratulations on being three timers. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Alex Robinson, Pete the Retailer, for coming by. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, they give you their plugs, but I'll also mention at Pete the Retailer on Twitter and at a Rob Twit on Twitter. And I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter. And um, let's see. Let's get into my plug since they gave you theirs. Uh, reminder, I will be playing drums with Allison Weiss in Los Angeles at the Roxy on May 9th. So uh, come on out to that. It's going to be really fun. Uh, also, I'm on a recent episode of Terrified with Dave Ross, part of the Nerdist Network. You can check that out. I'm also on uh, recent guest Daniel Van Kirk. He has a podcast called Hindsight, and that is a part of the Doll Network, and it's like a subscription-based thing, so unfortunately that is not on iTunes, but you can find that if you do a little creative Googling or binging or bunging or bung. You bung it. Just bung it. If you bung it, you will find it. Um... And uh, my other podcast, you talking you two, you two talking you two to me too. Yes, is that what it's called? I think so. I can never get it right. Um, we'll be back someday. We might be back already by the time you hear this. Blame Todd Cooper. That's all I say. I always say that sometimes. Um, and uh, other than that, Christmas will be December twenty fifth this year. So. That's going to do it. I have been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas.